wow, maybe, maybe this is what I this could be like the next level of the masturbation challenge for me. Yes. Yes, it could. But uh, <laughs> sustaining yourself with a flashlight might be very difficult. Mom is so in support of me buying a flashlight right now. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. I'm Karen Lee Poder. And this is the ultimate podcast about the birds and the bees with a sex expert cougar mother. And her stand-up comic sons, Cam. In this case, Cam, not Cameron. <laughs> Were you going to call me your boyfriend's name just now? No, I was going to say that you are not, you're, you're not Cameron today because we interviewed a guy named Cameron. And it's very confusing at times because it's Cam and Cameron. So anyway... Okay, this episode is a winner. <laughs> okay, for a Although lot of I say that to, I say that about all do. the episodes. But no, this but this is, is a really, really, really good episode. This is like if you ever listen to any of our shows, this could be the only one you. And this, is, if you can only pick one, this might be it. Because there, it's both so light and so dark. It is. It's a tragedy and a comedy. Really, truly. I mean, it starts off with a hilarious story involving a flashlight. Yes, and, and not to go any further, but do you know what a flashlight is? I bet you never, even didn't even know what a flashlight was before uh, this interview. I certainly did know what a flashlight was, Mother. <laughs> okay. It's a penis contraption that feels like you're, you're having sex with a vagina. A penis contraption? It's just basically it's a, a mold. Toy. It's a mold of a woman's vagina. And in which case, this guy says it's actually the vagina and the anus. There's two different holes in his. I never knew that there was a double-sided one like that. But anyway, so we, you're going to hear a really funny story about the flashlight. And... Then you hear his experience with being molested for several years as a kid. Yeah, and the reason we got onto that story was because he was saying that he's had issues with not being able to come. Like, he stays hard too long. And then when we asked him why he thinks that it might have happened, he said that, you know, it might have been because of a tragedy he experienced, and, and the tragedy is what we just said, that he was molested. Okay, so now without giving out away the entire episode, Mother, <laughs> let Okay. This episode is intended for anyone who is interested in sex toys, uh, anyone who likes comedy, and anyone who's had a vi- who's been a victim of sexual abuse or knows someone who was, uh, and anyone who really wants to better understand forgiveness and what it's like to really forgive someone. I mean, and this, acceptance too, acceptance as well, and the vulnerability, the power of this kid's vulnerability is absolutely unbelievable. I mean. So he opens up like I've never heard before. I mean, I, I have goosebumps even thinking about it. That is, that's probably the most impressive part about this whole episode. I mean, the, I, the fact that he was is willing to share this with his real name uh, is just remarkable. It takes a lot of a lot of balls. Yeah, it's unbelievable. God, wait till you guys hear this. Okay, don't even say anything more. We're just letting you know that that you're going to experience some up and down with a roller coaster of emotions. Now we also have a question for you, though. And Not until the do. outro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Should we move on? If we should move on. Let's Enjoy this out. episode. Well, I, I, wait a second. Let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. Get ready for a good one, people. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so Appreciate excited it. to have you. Oh, we- I'm excited, too. I got the cam and the Cameron. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm the shorter version. I'm Cam. I'm, I guess, the longer version. Not in real life, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, so Cameron was recommended to our show from a mutual friend of ours who told me he has this unbelievable story uh, involving a fleshlight. Oh, God. This is a, I got to hear this. Oh, my God. Is this correct? Yeah. It's uh, a well, little bit embarrassing. Wait, but, okay. Um, wait a second. For those who don't know what a fleshlight is, can you describe a fleshlight? One of you two? Probably. Well, uh, uh, certainly probably not me. I've never. That place of camp. <laughs> Well, I, I guess that they, they come in many forms, uh, shapes, sizes. It's essentially a plastic vagina asshole or mouth um, <laughs> <laughs> that you fill up with lube and pretty much fuck. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you had this because why? So, well, I was seeing a girl who um, liked anal, so she wanted me to get lube, and apparently KY is subpar. So I went to a sex shop. Um, and when I walked in, I, I was just awkward and confused. But um, a friend of mine had told me a long time ago that it was the most amazing thing he's ever used. So they were having a 50% off sale. So I'm like, well, <laughs> for 20 bucks, I mean, I'd be stupid not to do it. <laughs> 20 bucks for a flashlight. It usually is shaped as a porn star's vagina, right? It w- from what I've she, her name is uh, Sasha Gray. Uh, <laughs> she, it, it, it was the double-sided anus and vagina. It was on point. Oh, well, how would you it was double sided. One was an anus. One was a vagina. Yep. <laughs> how is it that, like, how do you know if it's really her vagina? Maybe it could be anybody's, and they just said it was Shasta Gray. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, I, the the hole's pretty big, and I, I would assume Sasha Gray's hole is pretty big as well. So. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Okay, so so lead us through what happened. And first so, of all, we I don't even for our listeners. Uh, Cameron, you're how old are you? I am 24. Okay, and uh, you live in where? What Georgia, you? Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, Georgia. And what do you mm-hmm. do for a living? So I work in banking um, with doctors, with uh, physicians. So I do um, pretty much money management for for uh, physicians and physician families. Okay. Okay. Now, can we get to the story? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, I was when I was at the store, I, I saw him on sale. So I'm like, well, I I absolutely need to get this and and um, and brought her home. Um, I was pretty <laughs> I was pretty excited. So you know, and and I I didn't have anything to do that weekend in particular. So I ended <laughs> up um, filling her up with lube, you know, and, uh, and 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 going to town. And within the first thirty seconds, I was like. This is the most amazing thing I've ever used. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> so um, throughout the next thirty six hours, I I continued to use it for about I would say nine nine ten times. <laughs> I, I spent my entire weekend inside. Oh um, my god! After this podcast, there's going to be a, a shortage of flashlights throughout the country. Well, well, maybe not after this. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Sun, Sunday morning rolls around and um, my junk was a little bit itchy and I was <laughs> and uh, wait, will you repeat that? Yeah, I got a yeah. little excited there. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, so Sunday morning I woke up and my my junk was a little bit itchy and I was like, well, that's kind of weird. But I thought nothing of it. I mean, I I didn't shower after you know lubing her up last night and, and went straight to bed. Um, so I didn't think much of it. Um, continued to use it a couple more times. Um, Monday morning I woke up, um, and my penis looked like a purple tuna can. <laughs> uh, was it like swollen or what, what was going on there? Oh yeah. It was like 
it looked like a little nub that was just swollen horizontally. Oh, and, 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 and discolored? Was it purple? Yeah, at that point, it was kind of a purpley red. Oh, oh. And, and, and was it itchy? Uh, it was itchy, and it was just like the pulsating pain. And I so just sitting there like, uh. oh. Oh, <laughs> my God. Were you freaking out? Oh yeah, I would. Uh, I was like pacing in my in my room and bathroom, like, what am I gonna do? And <laughs> and well, but here's the the thing. So I just started my new job, and and I'd gotten a client, um, you know, a client meeting at at seven thirty that morning. So I I couldn't cancel. Um, <laughs> so, so I I put on my suit and went to the seven thirty uh, meeting with my client. Oh my god! <laughs> with, with your throbbing penis that is the pulsating and in tuna can. And the tuna can penis, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, oh, yeah I, I, I also just... don't know why it went horizontally. Why? I mean, do you have like a chode, or is it no? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm I'm definitely not a show. I'm a grower, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, it usually grows vertically. Why is it going sideways? It goes is what you're saying. Yeah, it was just like uh, yeah, just like. And just kind of went sideways. <laughs> like, if you've ever seen those um, where they have the hydraulic press and they take a can and just kind of like push it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. was it, did you have to like, you, so obviously you had to put on your boxers and pants over this thing. Yeah, I, I decided to go with a particularly tight pair of briefs to kind of keep everything in. I, I, I mean, I was in panic mode. I didn't know what, I, hindsight 2020, maybe boxers would have been the best bet, but. You know, so the entire time I kept adjusting and like grabbing my like junk to like try, try to readjust myself and not be noticed. Oh. <laughs> Do you think they did? Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. Are you kidding? Well, because we were sitting in a Starbucks, and every thirty seconds, I'd kind of, you know, where you do that awkward half stand, pull your pants down a little bit, and then sit back down. Well, hopefully, they thought you just had a wedgie. Well, maybe, or but if they're a doctor, maybe forty in thirty minutes. Were they urologists by any chance? You could have asked. No, them. it wasn't. It was a pediatrician. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! So what ends up happening? Well, so I went back into the office, and at, at this point, I went to check it out, and it had just turned completely purple by then. So I'm like, I I have to go to urgent care. Oh. Um, so I, luckily, there's an urgent care about two blocks down from where I work. Um, so you know, went there, and and the assistant asked me, you know, what's going on. I'm just I just kind of pointed out. I'm like that just like like it and and a little bit of hindsight i'm very awkward when it comes to like doctor like doctors for myself so like i was just like and she's like std and i'm like uh, no she's like what what is i'm like it, 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 there's a problem and of course it was a female too would you have been felt better if it was a male no, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> I, I wasn't about to tell the person who's making, you know, 10 bucks an hour at the front that my penis is swollen. <laughs> it's swollen shut. It's, this was like an urgent care facility, like a hospital, or was this more like these the walk in a Walgreens type? Yeah, the, like, like the dock in a box ones. Like the ones kind of in a, in a like, like next door is like a, a Chipotle. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I guarantee this is the first encounter this person has ever had with any of this flashlight syndrome, whatever you call it. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, so anyway, I ended up going into the office and of course I'm, you know, itching the whole time. Um, and the doctor comes in uh, and asks me what's going on. So I drop trout and show him and he just goes, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to hear. Very yeah. And, I, and I'm like, yeah. 
it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> so um, he ended up he, he started with like a series of questions like you know have you have you stuck your penis in anything weird lately? I was like. No, no, I don't don't think so. He's like animals, like, (laughs) you know, like fruits and vegetables. Like, and I'm I'm like, no, he's like, have have you had like, you know, unprotected sex? And I'm like, no, not recently. And so he finally, it was like, so is there anything around? I'm like, yeah, like I used a flashlight and he goes, well, maybe you're allergic to latex. Have you used condoms before? Um, And I pretty much said, you know, yeah, but probably, you know, nothing really that bad. (laughs) <laughs> never nine times in 36 hours yeah, exactly so i think i think maybe it's a, it could be a light allergy but having <laughs> that going for probably a total of three four hours over the span of 36 oh my god so what, what was it yeah so we, so we determined it was a silicone allergy holy shit yeah and then how so, do you cure that well, wait, well, what was the lube made out of? Was that silicone lube too? N- no, it was water-based. I was pointed in the right direction at the porn shop. He said, don't silicone and silicone. <laughs> yeah, so it w- that is true. That's true. What does that mean, Mom? What the hell is that? I, I happen to know that you're not supposed to put silicone. So it just gets all tacky and Wait, sticky. what do you mean silicone and silicone? Is this you don't for like silicone, sex toes? Yeah, yeah. Sex, sex toys? toys? Yeah, if you have like a silicone vibrator, you don't want to use silicone lube. It's not good. You have to use like a water base. I didn't even realize you're supposed to use lube with sex toys. Okay, that'll be another podcast. Okay, sorry. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh so he ends up leaving and um and coming in and coming back with a syringe in his hand literally like he walks in and it, it's just it's like vertically in his hand right by his face and he just kind of like smiles at me i'm like god damn it he's like this is going in your, this is going in your penis this is going in your penis oh my god Wait, so in your penis like like in the hole of your penis or oh, like it, like in the head sideways oh my god oh my god yeah so the the best thing was he actually put his hand on my back and goes all right breathe oh. one two three and pops it in oh. Oh. <laughs> uh and then you know within about three minutes the swelling went down dramatically uh-huh. and he put me on some prednisone um but the best part in comment was he just goes so uh what do you do and i go uh, I do banking for for doctors, <laughs> and I, I I really wanted to give him a card, but I did ask him if I, if I could you know follow up with him, and he just goes no. And no, <laughs> I lost your credibility on that one. Yeah, that, I don't think I'll be able to sustain that business. Was it excruciating to get the needle in the dick like that? You know, honestly, at that point, everything was so numb. It just. There wasn't. I mean, I couldn't feel anything. You, you probably could have hit it with a hammer, and I wouldn't have felt it. Oh my god! So what's the uh, what's the status of the flashlight now? Well, they do sell hypoallergenic flashlights. <laughs> <Did, have> you <laughs> invested? That's a niche. Yeah, but they they don't feel quite the same. But it's still better than a hand. Wait, so you invested after this whole experience? I how I oh, yeah. invested in that. That's, oh, there's did, probably try. a lot of people that are allergic to silicone that aren't able to get a flashlight. Oh my Cam, god, Kim! I know you've had problems, you know, lasting, but like that thing is will you'll go quick. <laughs> wow, maybe, maybe this is what I. This could be another good. This could be like the next level of the masturbation challenge for me. Yes. Yes, it could, but uh, <laughs> sustaining yourself with a flashlight might be very difficult. Mom is so in support of me buying a flashlight right now. Uh, I I know of someone who I can I easily get discounted rates for sure. 
I got Kendra Lust. I could ask oh, her. Oh, oh yeah, they they all have them. Holy but shit! I don't, but you Whoa. know what? I think we should all think about this. How many hyperallergenic ones do they make that are going to be comfortable like a silicone one? That this is a this is a good opportunity here. A banking investment opportunity. <laughs> It'll be a niche market. Ka-ching, ka-ching. So, so what is your sex life now, like now? Um, over the past few months, it's been a little less inconsistent, uh, mostly because I'm not a huge fan of dating um, after just spending a ton of money in, in hopes of you know, trying to stick your penis in somebody. Um. Well, okay, so let, let's get a timeline here. When did this occur? How long ago was this experience? Uh, nine months ago, nine months to a year. So have you had sex since that experience? Yes. And, and were you terrified on the first time you had sex? No, not at all. You weren't? D- different beast. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, it could, that would traumatize you, right, Cam? <laughs> what, getting, a, getting my dick swollen shut like a yeah. can? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I've had experience with urgent care as well with my penis, and, but that is also for another podcast. <laughs> well, give us the upshot. What do you just, mean? Just like what was the like the the takeaway from that experience? Oh well, no, this is a whole other podcast. It, it, there's way too much going into this. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, we'll keep that. Uh, everybody, sit at the edge of your seats, waiting for Cam to describe his urgent care experience. Yeah, and that was a nightmare. Anyway, did so. You called in. You were one of the first callers into our show, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, you left us this message. We'll play it right now. Hey, good afternoon, Karen Cam. Um, my name is Cameron. I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, I actually had a couple questions um, kind of revolving around myself. Um, I have an interesting kind of condition where I last an extremely long time. Um, which negatively affects a lot of relationships. You know, at first it's it's kind of fun, and then the girls seem to enjoy it. But as as time progresses, they tend to blame themselves and, and say they're not good enough. Uh, just kind of reminded me on your on your latest episode and made me think about that. Um, just wanted to see your input on that. Okay, yeah. Basically, you're saying you you last a long time, and that sometimes the girls think that it's like their their fault. Yeah, I would dare say after you know after the first three or four times after that they just it comes up you know do you, are you not attracted to me do you um, do you not like me you know even and sometimes it's you know when I drink but um, you know if, if I'm completely dead sober it, it's it brings up another question with them you know as far as it it really becomes an issue with they think it's them and that. I just don't find them attractive or something. Well, are you going soft or are you you're just remaining hard, just not coming? No, just remaining hard and not coming. So wow, that sounds like a great problem to have. It, it <laughs> sounds for, like that. For the girls, I could tell you from my perspective, that's not so great. You could be like, all right, already, it's time. <laughs> I, I've been good at reading that now. I can usually tell like after they're done, I'll, I'll usually just kind of roll off and that. That's usually when it starts coming out. They're like, "No, no, let me get you." And I'm like, "No, nah, really, you don't want to do this for another 45 minutes." Wow. And and is it that long when you're with you in the flashlight? It's still with me in the flashlight, probably 30 minutes or so, if not more. Wow. So, what do you what do you attribute this to? Is it mental? Is it physical? You know, I honestly have no idea. I've spoken to a few different people about it. Um, That's what I was going to ask. Have you talked to a urologist? I have, um, and there's no sensation issue. Um, there's no. Wait, how did you determine that? Did you flick at your dick like a few times? 
they, they, they did some blood work just to make the and to make sure the nerve endings were all firing correctly. And oh wow! They did some scans and things like that. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then I've I've talked to um psychologists about it because there's some stuff in my past that's um they attributed it to um but I've you know done everything I could to get past that and it still keeps going. Wow. Wait, wait. What what does that mean? What okay. happened? So we, Cam and I have talked about this. Oh, but uh, you can, can you share what happened? Sh- yeah. Fill in my mother. Sure. So um, when I was just finishing kindergarten through um, going into second grade, I was molested by a family friend consistently. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, male or female? Male. And and so how many years was that? So. Um, I guess just under two years or, or year and a half. And did you ever confront the person later on? Yeah, I did later on in life. So, um, do, I, mean, I mean, what was your go, going through it? What were, what, what were you thinking when you were a little kid? Well, so, I mean, as a little kid, I, he, he wasn't too much older. Right? He was in eighth grade when it started. Um, and it started off with him just kind of showing me some nudie mags that one of his friends gave him. You know, and he brought me in, and I looked up to him like an older brother. Like, I idolized this guy, um, mm. uh, and, you know, spent five days a week with him and his family. Um, so, you know, really just looked up to him and, and thought it was something cool he was letting me in on. And I was just happy to be, you know, having no one else, no one else knew, you know, everybody else, it was just our secret, our kind of thing. And then it mm. turned into, you know, mutual masturbation to me giving him oral sex to him having anal sex with me. Wow. And, um, you know, back then, you know, I, I didn't really think anything of it. I, I knew part of me knew something wasn't right because, you know, if someone ever knocked on the door when we were in there, he'd freak out, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I never thought anything really of it um, until that, in, until I was in my early teens. So he was like 13 or so, and you were how old? I guess I would have been five. Wow. Anal sex when you were five? Mm-hmm. Traumatizing. It's mm-hmm. got, I mean, it's, it had to be horrifying, actually. I can't even imagine how the, the mental anguish. And you didn't feel compelled to tell your parents? No, I mean, because, you know, again, I thought back then I idolized this kid and he kind of said, this is our secret. Um, so I never told anybody. You know, oh. I, I, did, I, did, I didn't think it was a, I didn't think it was wrong. I didn't know it was wrong. Um, you know, because you don't know what the hell's happening. So. Yeah. And for, he was. I'm oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, for someone who, you know, just. When you look up to somebody so much and everything they do is just that's a predator. That's a predator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they they tell you this is something that is just for us. You want to keep it as us because you're you're five and you don't know. And you kind of question. He was still young enough. He's still a kid that you got to kind of wonder how he got that language. And maybe that came from him being molested too. Never know. I don't know. I've never. I I never asked him directly about that. Wow. So th- so then how how did things progress with your relationship to this experience? So through um, adolescence, I guess I didn't ever really think of it um, until I was a teenager and had health class and I went, wait, you know, it, something kind of just clicked and I, I kind of said, wait a minute, that's what happened to me. Wow. Um, and, and, uh, and, you know, it didn't, it didn't honestly affect me too, too much. I mean, I'm sure I was a little bit more rebellious and kind of an asshole, you know, but um, what do you mean? You you, were, you mean as a kid, you were more rebellious because of this experience? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't 
I'm not smart enough to directly correlate the two. I don't know if causation is correlation in this circumstance. But, you know, I got into drugs um, pretty bad when I was in high school um, and uh, ended up actually for a long time. I was I always questioned if I was gay because of this. Of course, mm-hmm. that's that was uh, going through my mind as well with this with this boy. Yeah. Wow. And what's, what's also unique about the situation is that it sounds like it wasn't like it didn't sound that it it was hostile or scary for you like or, no. or for, like the, it sounds like you were you were ignorant at the time because you were a little child mm-hmm. and so you you kind of were roped into this thing exactly yeah I, I mean i don't remember it ever being aggressive or i mean there were times i didn't feel like doing it and he'd be like come on come on like you know and then i would do it wow. um but, and but but to me that was more peer pressure than it was mm-hmm. you know it. exactly not it wasn't forceful and at that age I mean you don't really have a sexual desire so yeah well I mean you you do but differently <laughs> not to the same caliber wow so wow. when you when you were growing up did how often did you think about these incidents um through teenage years a lot a lot because that that's also when my hormones were going crazy sure. and you know and I, I was. <laughs> beating off to anything that looked like it had a curvature. So, um, I mean, I, honestly, through through I would say the latter part of high school a lot, and then into col- into the first couple years of college a lot. Were you angry? You know, at first I was. I was really, really angry. Um, but being quite honest, it, it's taxing to to be angry all the sure. time. Sure. Yeah. Um, and to just hold that you know against somebody. Um. And especially because the, 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 I guess the the weird part about this is I'm you know still super close with his family, super close with him, and and all, and all that throughout the whole thing. And you know he kind of pushed me away because um, mm-hmm. what happened is when he was in ninth grade when it stopped, um, he became like a born again Christian, and I think he realized the messed up stuff he had done mm-hmm. and was trying to atone for it, but never confronted me about it. But you know in doing so, he pushed me away. Um, and you know, so, so me as a, you know, first, second grader was like, what did I do wrong? What, what, you know, why is blaming yourself? Exactly. Why doesn't he like me anymore? So, you know, he was still, you know, nice to me, but you know, it, it came from being his best friend to just being a friend who's kind of on the back burner. And, and all this time, no other family member had any indication of anything going on between the two of you guys. Once I told my brother about it, he said that he had seen signs, but he had never, kind of connected the dots it was your brother's older or younger than you older brother yeah. yeah did he feel guilty when you told him see i actually still kind of hold that um he got really really into drugs um almost immediately after i told him because he was always my protector hmm. um my father was extremely abusive um you know and then he was the one to stop that hmm. he was abusive towards you or your mother towards me my, my parents are divorced wow. um but my mom divorced him because he's just such an angry man so um you know he's he's a whole different person now but um you know when i was younger he would just scream and scream he'd have a bad day and it was you know hey cam you know let's yell at you and put your head in the corner for an hour um Hmm. no and and then my brother would be kind of the one to to dampen the blow if you will so he always viewed himself as my protector so when that happened he kind of said i failed you wow i feel for all of you yeah Mm mm-hmm so when did so when did you tell your brother? Um, this was 
uh, my sophomore year of college was when I told my brother ah. when I came home for summer. What, how did um, you make that decision? I had decided that I was going to go visit them because I lived in Connecticut. My family lived in Connecticut, um, and I went to school in South Carolina, um, and uh, and I drove um, during you know winter breaks and summer breaks. So I decided on my trip back to school, going to, into junior year, um, that I would stop and see him and confront him about it. Wow! And and so, he said he had indications. He, he he had some signs that he could follow up on. Yeah, so he said like when he was younger, he used to always find it weird that because he was always the best friend of that guy because they were closer in age. How old? Um, was, how old? How many years difference are those two? So my brother is three years older than me, and he is I guess three years older than him. So they were a little bit closer in proximity from a from an age perspective. Um, and uh, so they were always you know the buddies, and then when it started coming with me. He thought that was weird, and we'd lock ourselves in the room for you know a couple hours. And then he said he would sometimes peek through the door and think he caught, uh, you know, it looked like maybe we were naked, but he couldn't tell. Hmm. And and he never did this to your brother. No, wow. I was the. He claims I was the only one he did it to. So you. So so what's your relationship like with him now? The the guy who did it. Well, it's actually pretty good. So it's. I don't know. That sounds weird. It's so when I. Good. <laughs> so so i mean again you got to remember this is you know somebody i've had in my life since i was born mm-hmm. um i mean he knew me when i was two weeks old my parents dropped me off um so when i went to confront him he uh, you know we we i literally just went and, and told him it was a visit so i was you know hanging out with them getting dinner with the family and you know one night his parents had gone to sleep and and i and i was sleeping out on the couch and and he was sitting out on the couch walk watching tv with me and um I said, hey, you know, do you, you remember when I was like in first grade, you know, and you'd bring me in into you, your room and I just left it at that. And then he kind of started getting like he started getting teary eyed and, and he said, you know, yeah, I, I, I do remember. And I'm like, you know, like, so you remember all that? Like, I'm not like as part of me said, maybe I'm making this up. Like, right. you know, cause it's so long ago. I go, I go, so you do remember like everything that went on, like with you and me and the magazines and all the interactions. And he goes, yeah, he's like, and he started kind of going off, like saying like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, you know, and he started bawling crying. And I just said, stop, you know, like I, I forgive you. I, I know what you did was wrong and it messed me up for a long time, but I forgive you and I still love you. Wow. Um, that's, 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 I got, Goosebumps! That's that's the most amazing story, and the fact that you were so forgiving is just unbelievable. Yeah, and and so what happened was, um, I mean, he started bawling, crying at that point, and you know, said, you know, it was a huge relief off his chest. You know, it's something that he held forever because he thought, since I was so young, that maybe I had just forgotten, and that he had to live his whole life knowing that he did something so horrible to someone, and they don't even know, you know, and that he's just kind of bearing this burden. and uh, and I kind of saw his his life actually get better after that point too. Really? Yeah, he started dating again, and wow. you know, going out and, and doing stuff because he kind of became a a little bit of a shut in at that point. Um, when when I did that, or prior to me me saying that, and you know, we we kind of had a heart to heart and talked through everything, and you know, we'll, you know what happened, and just you know, it was just you know because his, his kind of explanation was. I guess he was young and, you know, 
with all of his hormones going, he was obviously horny and stuff. And, you know, his friend showed him this and he didn't really know what was right and wrong. I mean, his, wait, what did he, his friend showed him what? His friend showed him the magazines that started it. So the they were like, it were the gay magazines? No, they were straight magazines. They were like Playboys. Hmm. Which then turned into everything else. Wow. So, um, you know, and he, it was just, it was, I've never felt such relief in my entire life until I, when I said those words, I just, it was like a burden had been lifted. It was amazing. Yeah. I've talked to a friend of mine who went through a similar type experience with an older man molesting her for years. And she said just the, the getting it out just Mm. felt so freeing. Uh, I'm just curious as to if you could go back in time and you were that little boy again, do you think he would have done anything different? If you, if you had some sort of, you know, like, hindsight is 2020 thing you know and i actually said said this to him when when we were talking through it is you know i don't want to say i'm glad you did it to me but it made me so much stronger and made me into the person i am today wow because of it so i mean honestly if if i don't know if i would do it again because i know how much trouble it caused me but at the same time i wouldn't be half the person i am now not to sound arrogant, but you know. Um, no, I know we know exactly because we've also gone through a tragedy, and I, I always say that it, in fact, opened up as an opportunity. But, exactly. but again, I still think it's remarkable that you can think this way because you're still yeah. relatively young. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. So, not, not the quarter life crisis yet. Yeah. So, how did you get to this point of acceptance, uh, for, acceptance and forgiveness? I think it was just years of anger. Um, mm. that, and, and like I said, it's just so taxing and, and, you know, I had, um, become very arrogant in my first two years of college. Um, as far as know, women go or sexuality, what, what do you it's, say? It's everything personality. I mean, to the point where my parents even said like, Cam, like you need to calm the fuck down. Like, cause I, I was just like, like I had done some modeling photos. I was, you know, 6% body fat, really good looking and, it was just, it was so much me up my own ass, you know, that, that my family, even my brother said, you know, you're kind of annoying to be around. Well, it was, it was definitely filling some sort of void that you were feeling, mm-hmm. you know, that, that for you to be so into all that stuff physically, you know, it had some, it must have had something to do with filling up this emptiness. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, and then after that, I kind of realized I really have to make a change in my life and, and be less of a cocky asshole hmm. so and that that was one of the things i did and i think that was a big stepping stone to to be a little bit more humble how 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 did you make that change how does someone become less of an asshole <laughs> well I, I don't know if thomas has told you at all i don't have a filter uh-huh. i'm just very i just spew stuff as soon as it comes to my mind uh-huh. um so that gets me into a lot of predicaments a lot of people just think i'm a i'm a dick uh-huh. um and also, I have a very low tolerance for stupidity and for um, fakeness is probably the biggest one. So when uh, people are fake, I usually just call them out on it. Hmm. I'm like, really? Like, you, you think this is, like, awesome when you, like, told me 10 seconds ago behind their back that, like, this person's a shithead? Huh. And they'd be like, oh, what? Wow. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, I still kind of do that. So I'm still kind of a prick in, in that realm. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think more the asshole side was – realizing I'm not the best thing in the world and I'm not God's gift to earth. Um, you know, not realizing you being around me means you're lucky. Um, but <laughs> me being around you makes me lucky. Wow. 
So I think once I kind of came to that realization that, you know, I'm not the one here for everyone else. Everyone else is a, is just, it's a blessing to, to be around everyone else. Very, very Buddhist like. Yeah. This is, this, this whole story reminds me of a lot of uh, Buddhist koans. There's, there's one in particular that I I was thinking about the whole time, which is that, uh, there, there are these two monks. There's a, a teacher and his students, and they're crossing this river, and in this, this stream is going by really fast with a strong current. And they, they see this this young woman trying to cross the stream as well, mm-hmm. and she's struggling. And the the Buddhist the, the monks don't know what to do because they made this vow they're not going to touch the woman. And so, the the teacher takes the woman and shepherds her across. Holds her up and shepherds her across the river, and they get to the other side. The monks continue on, and the young monk finally goes, "I can't believe you did this. You you totally disappointed me. I, we made this vow. You weren't going to touch woman. How am I supposed to respect you as a teacher?" And the teacher goes, "I dropped her off at the other side of the river. You're still carrying her." Mm-hmm. And this it's entirely about you know it is such a burden to carry this. Anger and anger and anxiety. Yeah, it's you're the person doing that is actually the one who's the worst of the the worst off from it. Mm-hmm. That was a good good story, Cam. I like that. Thank, Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you exemplify this. To, I don't even know if that story is necessary, considering the story that we just heard from you. Right, right. Yeah, Cameron. Um, I wonder how much of this has to do with you not wanting to be angry like your dad. Uh, I think it's a little bit of that. I mean, I've always said I don't want to be like him. I know I'm not going to ever touch my kids um, in any way, obviously, since I had to go through both of those. Um, but, you know, it's just I really didn't want to be angry anymore. And um, people always feared that I'd be like him because I was kind of an angry little kid. Um, but, you know, it's funny now because everyone says that they think my brother is the angry one. Mm-hmm. That I'm usually I'm the relaxed one that just... Honestly, go with the flow with whatever happens. I mean, I'm fine doing anything. Even even when you got a flashlight nearby. <laughs> well, <laughs> that that's a temptation. Well, I we would have to see. <laughs> Are you ever worried? Because I know that sometimes they say if you and mom, you implied this earlier that if you've had an experience as a child getting molested, you're more likely to molest someone in the future as well. Are you worried about that being the case for you? Um, for a while, I did. Um, I thought that, um, you know, what if I can't control myself? Cause I had read the same articles, you know, saying if you, if you do it, you're like some huge percentage more likely to do it to somebody else. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I just think, you know, that, that was a concern of mine. But then when I thought about it, like kids are disgusting. They're just mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to touch them. I don't want to get anywhere near them. <laughs> kids are disgusting. <laughs> oh, I, um, and, and honestly, it's just between – I mean that jokes aside, I mean it's just that is so traumatizing to somebody and can ruin their lives. And I mean I, I guess I'm a story of when it you're able to overcome it. But I know people I've talked to about this and they can't. They just cannot get over it and, and, and they spiral. So yeah. you know, it I, affects I, everything. It affects every relationship and, and it affects your sexuality. It affects your, you know, how much you're able to trust. It's just terrible. Exactly. I mean, it's, it is really remarkable that you're able to come and, and share this story so openly. Yeah, it, it really is. I, I mean, that to me shows that you've you've processed it 
Uh-huh. Um, and that, and maybe not to completion, but for, I mean, you've done some serious work related to this. And I think it, it would make sense that people who don't do that work, that those are the people that tend to have this aggression that they feel like they need to like pass on this thing mm-hmm. that they've they, Well, if they're completely unaware of the damage it could do, then yeah, why wouldn't? It's just uh, what's what I was wondering when I asked you that question earlier about this guy that did this to you is if he, you know, if he had been molested. I mean, there that, that to me is just it's so extreme that I feel like it's beyond just, well, I got excited when I looked at Playboy magazines. There had to be something more to that, but you may never know. Yeah. Or maybe you don't want to share with us. No, I honestly don't know. I I, I didn't even think to ask that um, when I was talking to him about it and. You know, it hasn't really come up since then. It's just the it's the language that he was using. You know, very predator like, and don't tell anybody it's our secret. And you know, I'm I'm doing a, you're you know, he's doing an honor by you know allowing you into his life and mm-hmm. you know getting this alone time and all that. That's all. You know, that's all stuff that I think uh, is somehow learned. Mm-hmm. I'm curious also about you said earlier that. Y- you went through a phase where you were questioning your sexuality, yes. your, your sexual orientation. How? What was that like? When was that? And how did you handle that? Um, probably through college. Um, mostly because I, <laughs> uh, I guess I'm kind of a metro, or I was more metro in in college. Mm-hmm. Um, really cared about what I wore, so people always kind of assumed I was gay. And I lived in Charleston, so <laughs> Charleston is a is a gay mecca. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, so people thinking I was gay, you know, or I had, I had multiple girls come to me at parties at times and say, you're too pretty to be straight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't you know, it wasn't anything to do with the fact that, you know, you did engage in anal sex. So, yeah, is that was that possibly weighing on your subconscious that well, I enjoyed it, of course, because you were young or whatever. And that might have been why you were thinking that. I mean, that that's a little bit of it, too. I mean, just being called gay in like mm-hmm. a kind of somewhat serious light. Where people are like, haha, like, are you, are you though? Like, you're not, right? Are you? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> between that and, you know, me looking, you know, backwards, I was kind of like, well, what if I am gay? Um, and so, I mean, oh God, one of my friends listened to this, they're going to make fun of me probably. But um, when, when I, I, I actually, when I was in college, I, I tried to masturbate one time to gay porn and just could not get hard. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, it, I just nothing about that was appealing. So you were uh, kind of test, testing yourself. Just yeah, I was, was kind of dipping my toe in the water, and I wasn't about to go like fuck a dude. So you know, I I just said, well, maybe just watch gay porn and see if it does anything for me. Yeah. And if it does, maybe then there's a sign. Bingo! Yeah, bingo, bingo. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it was just no, not, nothing, nothing appealing about that to me. I I have also run. I've gone through the same thought experiments and and tried masturbating to gay porn and it's same same exact result and this is something that i've had to deal with as well so i i don't maybe a lot of guys do this i think so and i think a lot of women too women are also very you know curious about the opposite you know people i think everyone's a little bit gay how's that it's just a question of a continuum yeah, mate. I don't think that you know you have to classify yourself as gay or straight. But if you know, if you aren't getting excited about gay porn, you most likely you know aren't heading in that extreme direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is this is a great prelude to uh, a coming episode that we we have my best friend on the show where we'll be talking about our relationship that is not sexual, but there's a lot of love there. Mm-hmm. 
Very excited. Anyway. Well, well, it's funny you say that because, I mean, the the friend who referred you know, me to you, um, he's the first, I think, non-family member man I've ever said I love you to. Mm. You know, so and that, and you know, I mean, he and I are, are, I guess, similar in that realm, like extremely loving and close, but there's no <laughs> sexual thing behind. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, it's a hard when you're learning about love and feelings and sexuality. It's a hard thing to experience that with a man, and because it's so society tells you. Oh, you're, if not, you're, ex- you're not supposed to, right? Yeah, yeah, you're not supposed to feel such strong feelings for a man, or in, in if you're feeling that strong feeling for someone, there this is probably a romantic thing or something like that. But this, uh, I think that there's a lot to unpack there that we could talk about, uh, right? In and the I next think that the thing is that's really good about it is I think society's changing and allowing guys to say "I love you" to each other, and it's not like "Oh, you're gay," you know. Yeah. It's it's not like there's anything wrong by expressing love, and I think that's really good that you guys are both. Uh, Right here, able to say it right on this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I love you, buddy. <laughs> I love you, too. Oh, you guys, Cam, Cam, do you love each other? Yeah, yeah the Cams. <laughs> so that, have have you found that this experience made it easier? How how has it affected your um, your forgiveness in general? I think it's helped a lot, actually. I think that was, like, the biggest one. Um I tried to do it with my dad, um, but he denied anything ever happened. Um, from an abuse standpoint, he thought he was the father of the year. Um, mm. So that didn't really go as well. So I just kind of forgave him in my own side. Uh, um, you know, that's, could... that's, that's another thing, though, uh, from a Buddhist perspective. I don't even know anything about Buddhists, by the way. But, <laughs> if, but, but that's me saying, saying, even though he may not forgive me, I forgive, I forgive him. It, that's, that's incredibly generous of you. It's cool. Mm. And it just it helps. I mean, just every day. I mean, it's it's so much easier to just move throughout the day, not have festering on something in the back of your head. Totally. I feel like I feel like you went through like a twelve step program or something. That's what they teach you to do. (laughs) Even if you even if you don't get what you want from the other person when you say, you know, I I forgive you or whatever. As long as you said it, Mm -hmm. and 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 you feel it, that's all that matters. Do um, is it? Did your are you a religious person? Did any of these morals or values come from? I, I was raised uh, Baptist, um, but I saw a lot of things going on behind the scenes in the church because um, I was—I mean, I was at the church. I was pretty much there like two or three days a week for the full day, um, and you know, I saw a lot of the stuff that goes behind. So I guess like my or- my early childhood, I was around that and, and those morals but and i kind of saw in, in a mega church some of the things that go behind the scenes and some of the corruption so i'm really not religious now i mean i believe but i don't really practice at all and you said you went to therapy and talked about this mm-hmm. and so did you would you attribute a lot of that to help you work through this um honestly not really <laughs> um, if, if I'm being quite frank, that a lot of the therapists were just like trying to get me to do like breathing exercises, and you know, and it was just, to me that was just like this is fucking stupid. Like, yeah. more behavior modeler and modification. It wasn't more. It wasn't more psychoanalytic. Yeah, and so I mean, they, they were just like it's 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 them, not you. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. Hmm. And it was a lot of the stuff they told me was stuff I had already done through research and kind of realized about some self through some self reflection. Hmm. You know, so for me it was like I'm going to this therapist who's telling me everything I already know. Yeah. So for me it was a waste of time and money. Hmm. 
I'm, other people, it's different. I get that. No, but. no, no. I totally, and I, I, you definitely, I don't recommend therapy for everyone. And you, even for those who I recommend it for, I think that you really need to find the right, the right therapist. Fit. Yeah. Yeah. And the right type of therapy. Cause so it, it doesn't seem like you are having problems like breathing and visualizing and all the behavior modification things. It sounded like more like you needed to just figure it out and then you were doing it very well on your own. So I'm impressed. All yeah. I gotta say is I'm very glad I met you. That was that was a quite a story. It's Thank just, you so much for sharing like, for opening yeah. up and sharing yeah. this with us. I think yeah. you're gonna help a lot of uh, people, especially victims out there that have uh, had any kind of, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot, I don't know what the statistics are, but there's a lot of kids that have suffered like you. I, I personally know one, one of my friends who, you know, she's my age and she's still dealing with it. I, I would say you're also going to help people who are, you know, the, the perpetrators or the people that are doing this because right. I, I mean, even if, I remember when I was a kid, uh, I, when I was like super young, maybe like six, and my, and my brother was like one or two, I, I remember we were showering together, and I was thinking, man, what? Because I, I was experimenting with like touching myself, and I was like, Jeremy, do you want to touch me? And he was like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, then I shouldn't do this. But I'm, like, kids do this. What you asking Jeremy if he wanted to touch you for? I don't know. I wanted to experience. I'm experimenting. You're a kid. You want to see what it feels like when other people touch you, when you touch yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did the same thing with, with girls. I did all the touching. You know, we were doing all that kind of stuff with slumber parties and stuff. We were kissing each other and who knows? Flicking each other's beans. <laughs> what the hell is flicking? Oh, my God. No, we weren't flicking beans. <laughs> no bean flicking? Oh, no, but we were like, we were definitely like feeling each other's boobs and stuff like that. To, you know, truth or dare. Like it was truth or dare type thing. So we were doing that kind of stuff. So, and I think at that point, I didn't even think of it as being gay. I think all kids kind of do that. Same, you do, you know, just you're kind of like trying to figure yourself out. Yeah. I mean, this, I, I, so I think that's gonna it's gonna help people that are any any walk of life this this will be helpful for them. So thank you for being bold enough to share this. Flicking beans, flicking beans. <laughs> that term, but I love it. Oh yeah, that's a great term. You know, you just gotta flick the bean while you're doing things. <laughs> have, have your parents walked in on you, or have you walked in on a parent? Midcoital or masturbation. Either. <laughs> Um, no, they've definitely knocked on the door while I was doing it and probably knew what was going on, but never actually walked in. Um, as far as walking in on my parents, um, I hated my stepdad growing up and this goes back to me being a dick. Um, occasionally they would get drunk and, you know, go up to the bedroom and have their thing. And I, you know, this is when I was like 16, 17. So I'd, I'd walk in and, and I'd walk up to my room and right, I had to walk past their door and I'd hear like moaning sounds so a couple times i would just start knocking on the door excessively like hey what are you two kids doing in there (laughs) (laughs) that is hilarious and then it would actually walk in but you did interrupt them oh yeah holy shit and for me for me i was like yes i gave him blue balls (laughs) (laughs) do you have anything that you want to plug on our channel Besides a fleshlight. <laughs> Sa- Sasha Gray's fleshlights are pretty amazing. <laughs> but don't get the ones with hair on them. They're kind of they're weird. <laughs> Yo! Yo! <laughs> um, but no, my, my buddy um, Thomas runs an awesome podcast called Sin Nation. Um, they talk about movies and, and things that have been coming out. Uh, he's in film school right now, so he's uh, doing a great job, and, and the podcast is amazing. What's the it called, pod- Sin Nation? Yeah, like oh. C-I-N-E. E nation, yeah, yeah. Sin, 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 sin nation, yeah, sin nation. I'll put that in the uh, 
show yeah, notes as well. It's great. Movies. He's he's awesome and he's very well educated in movies. So highly oh, recommended. I love that kind of stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Glad you recommended it. Well, thank you so much, Cam. I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah thanks for having me. It was a phenomenal interview. Yeah. And that was our interview with Cam or Cameron. Yeah, see, there you go. Mixing up the cams. But th- that what? interview, seriously, if if, if it doesn't it, it doesn't warm the cockles of your heart, I don't know. And I shouldn't even use the word cockle. I love it. it just... You end the interview and the first thing you go you say is like, Cam, this could be your new best friend. Yeah, no, you know how I always want to fix you up with girls? This time I want to fix you up with a boy. <laughs> and not in a sexual way, as we know. I but think we, that, we that, would that be that great is... friends. Yeah, you can be great friends, and I think that brings up our question of the, what we'd like you guys to think about and ta- and definitely write in or call in about, and that is, have you ever questioned your own sexuality, and what was your experience like with that? Yeah, I mean, I, we're having an episode. We're going to talk about this. I alluded to it in this 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 interview that you just heard. Uh, we'd love to sh- have your experiences to share as well, so please send us your answers to sextalkpodcast at gmail.com. That's sextalkpodcast at gmail.com. And, and uh, you we'd might love be to one of the lucky winners that we read the response to. Yeah. Anonymously, don't worry about any any kind of uh, exposure there. Thank you guys so much for listening. What... Let us know. Let us know. We want to know how you like this episode. <laughs> I do. I really want to know because it was so good. <laughs> we always say we're gonna we're gonna give them one question to answer, and, and I, so, uh... so not to bombard them. And of course, you <laughs> tell them to rate our podcast. To, yeah, to answer all the questions that are floating through your head. Yeah, write a review, too. Oh, my God, mother. mother. Subscribe to the podcast. Stop, stop. <laughs> okay. It's, it's out of hand. Contain the myself. The only okay. thing we want you to do is answer the question, have you ever questioned your own sexuality? What was your experience like with that? That's it. No more. No Sex more. Talk but Podcast. But if you want a few more, it's okay. <laughs> Sex Talk Podcast at gmail.com. Love Bye. you. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.